0: Well, good morning, everybody. Are you glad you got to sleep in a little bit today? I'm wearing all black and grief. Ohio State lost last night. Let's get it over with. Uh, let's move on, move on. It never happened. I forgot all about it. Don't even know what you're talking about. I want to give you just a couple of things, too, before we get going. You know, 2022, this is a new day. We have a series for the month of January about prayer and I'm really excited to be sharing, but today I'm just gonna share from my heart something I felt the Lord uh, spoke on my heart in the middle of the night about two or three weeks ago, and so I felt to share this with you. Before I get into it, I wanna let you know just a little bit about 2022 as we begin a new year, and just looking back about how good God has been. Uh, Last year, we had 657 VIP cards filled out, We were able to provide 30,444 meals to the state of Mississippi. We had 225 completions through our Belong class, 90 baptisms, 65 child dedications, and 517 salvations. Everybody, come on. Come on, God's been good to us. another thing I want to let you know is just God's been so good. I I share these things just to encourage you that that God is on the move in Columbus, Mississippi. And, uh, you know, last year, there's so many things that I could point out of where God was just has been faithful. And one of the things uh, when we wiped off two and a half million dollars debt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I I don't know exact figures, but I was talking to our CPA, Pat Davidson, down here on the front row, who texted me last night and said to not tell anybody, but he was rooting for Ohio State. I didn't want to tell anybody, Pat. I hated telling on you. But uh, anyway, he was letting me know that even besides, I want you to hear this, besides our forward offering in the month of June, you remember that, we brought in Pastor's uh, Jesse and Barbara Ray. We talked about the beginning of the church and we took up an offering, if you remember, and uh, we were able to raise $500,000 that weekend and we gave, we put in another $500,000 and then we were able to write off that two and a half million dollars by the grace of God. And, yeah. And I was talking to Pat, our again, our CPA, helps with our finances, and he was letting me know that even besides, hear this, besides that offering, you take that offering out, we are on pace to be one of our best financial years in the history of this church. Come on, God has been good to vibrant church. So I wanted to encourage you, I'm I'm in a good mood today, so don't screw it up. Here we go. I've been doing a lot of reading on, on New Year's, and I heard that, um, that too much sugar processed foods can break down your health. And so beginning the year out, I have decided. I'm not reading anymore, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> when you came into the room, you received this little card right here This is Word of the Year. I want you to grab that for me real quick. If you didn't get one, you can grab one on your way out. I wanna encourage you, and just let me pastor you for a moment. I think everybody should always have a word of the year. This just gives you a sense of direction in life in this year. So what I've been doing, I've been in a prayer season asking God, what would be my word of the year? And for some people, it may be uh, prayer. Maybe you wanna pray more in 2023. Maybe for others, it's discipline. Maybe for others, it's focus. For 2023, my word is hearing. I want to hear God more in 2023 than ever before. And that's my prayer for myself. So I want to encourage you to take some time, the beginning of this year, and I want you to pray about what word would you want to write that you feel the Holy Spirit will draw you to? Write that word down and make it a word of the year for you to live by, to be your true North, to let the Holy Spirit touch your heart and speak to you in a way uh, that that can encourage you throughout the year. And many years, I've been doing this, my wife knows, probably six or seven years now. I do this every year where I just take a moment and I will write down a word that just speaks to me in that season. And one season it was focus. I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't got great focus. <laughs> but for focus was a year, a word for me. Uh, there was different seasons and different times. I want to encourage you write it down it could be growth it could be faith it could, whatever it is there's no wrong answer it could be multiple words cuz i'm writing hearing the voice of god that's that's my word of the year my sentence for the year if you want to say it like that but i want to have a true north throughout the year a prayer point for me and my family that in 2023 i want to have a place that when i'm talking to god i have something i'm holding on to that this year I'm gonna hear from God better than I ever have. That's my prayer, my decree over my own life. So I want you to take this. I want you to do that for your mind, your family. You could do it for your family. You could do it for just you. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do, I wanna encourage you to do it. All right, everybody say, open the door. Now, I'm gonna to read to you some, some, some scriptures today. Now, we're gonna start off the year in the Bible. Is that okay? It's gonna be 16 verses So hang on with me, everybody, okay? If you you really pay attention, you may not have to read your Bible tomorrow. Okay, let's do this. (laughs) Acts chapter 12, joking again. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and he delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse five, Peter was therefore kept in prison But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in prison. And he struck Peter on the side, said, raise up, saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him. And he didn't even know that this was done by an angel, if it was even real, but thought that he was seeing a vision. When they were past. The first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. How many of you know God can open a door for you? And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And Peter had came to himself and said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel. That's my prayer for you this year, that when the year is wrapped up, you're going to know without a doubt that God did something this year. I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from the expectations of the Jewish people, verse 12. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. And when she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate. But ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. You are crazy, baby. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said it is his angel. In verse 16. Now Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Everybody say, open the door. I recently heard the story of a pastor who was new in town going from door to door inviting people to his church. He knocked on a door of one house and could tell somebody was home, but nobody answered. He took out his business card and he wrote down the the words, Revelation 3.20, slipped it under the door. The next Sunday after service, someone handed him the same card with another scripture reference of Genesis 3.20. Here's what they say. Revelation 3.20, what the pastor wrote down, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone answers, I will come in. Genesis 3.10, the man wrote back. He said, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. Everybody say, open the door. This story is interesting, kind of found in the pages of the New Testament, hidden in the book of Acts, talks about King Herod Agrippa I. He's the grandson of Herod the Great, who taxed, who we just talked through at Christmas, taxed the people of the known world. When King Herod, the grandson of this first King Herod, this Current King Herod saw that, it, that he increased in popularity by killing James. This is one of the main apostles of Jesus. Jesus has already ascended. The, King, the, the, the Holy Spirit has come. The church is in operation. And now we have the church in motion. It's active. It's alive. And Herod seeks to improve his ratings and he kills James. And Herod wasn't killing James because of his preaching. It was really just because it was political. It was to his advantage to persecute Christians. And let me just pause and say this, there will always be somebody who will put you down to lift themselves up. The Bible says that he harassed the church. And I want you to hear me today there is no doubt in my mind that the spirit of Herod is alive and well in the world today. He harassed the church. King James says that he vexed the church. He he persecuted. He had pressure too. I think it's not just only corporate gatherings of church. I think it's also in our families. I think the enemy can harass our minds and in our relationships. The enemy can harass our children and our homes. The Bible says he's, he's harassing the church. He kills James. And the Bible says now he sees that his ratings have gone up in the polls. And so now he's going for Peter, the preacher of Pentecost the man used by God significantly to do something great. And he goes after Peter and the Bible says he seized him, he arrested him, and he bound him. He was put in a maximum security prison with 16 soldiers on guard to watch him. He was chained between two soldiers, normally just one, but one on the right, and one on the left for this particular inmate, Peter. He was guarded by two soldiers outside the cell, and they guarded those inmates, especially Peter, with their lives, because if someone was to ever get away, it would cost them their lives. Herod is an image of the enemy of our soul, and I want you to hear me today just how Herod harassed the church, the enemy harasses us. And I want you to hear me today. The devil wants to hinder your progress. Herod's intention was to stop the advancement of God on the earth. He didn't want to see the progress of the move of God to hinder its growth, its reproduction, its popularity. So just like how the devil... Just how Herod did, the devil can do as well. He thinks that if he can kill James, and if he can put Peter in prison, that you and I will lose our faith, that we will lose our worship, that we will lose our commitments, that we will lose our focus, that we will lose our spiritual growth because of circumstances outside of our control. And if I could go around the room, I could talk to people who, if they were honest, 2022 was a year where it almost seemed like James died and Peter was in prison. If I could go around the room and talk to some people who were honest, they would say, I did not expect to go through that, that situation in my family. I did not expect to go through that in my mind. I didn't know I would fight with depression like I fought with it in 2022. I didn't know I would have to live through certain things that were difficult and hard. Many people could go around the room and didn't plan that this Christmas season they didn't have their spouse. They didn't plan that this season would have been the way it turned out. They didn't know that at 40 years old, they would have been divorced two or three times. They didn't think that their kids would ever run away. They didn't think their kids would make those choices. They didn't think the business would have to foreclose. They didn't know they were going to lose the house. They didn't know they were going to go through so many setbacks and difficulties in life. And just like how Herod used Peter to to intimidate the church, the enemy can use chains to intimidate us. Of the situations we've gone through, the discouragement we feel, the pain we've endured, the hurt, the doubt, the children, the family, our mind, our marriage, our home, our businesses. Am I preaching to anybody? And by any means necessary, your enemy is working to frustrate your faith. His intention is simple. Jesus let us know that the enemy has come to steal, to kill and to destroy. So if he can get Peter in chains, he can keep you out of church. If the enemy can get your mind in a place of such sorrow, he can keep you from praying. If the enemy can get you wrapped up and tied up in relational disputes, he can keep you from worshiping God on a Sunday. If the enemy can get you just wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, and now you are trying to have spiritual growth. And if you're not careful, you'll let what Herod is doing, what Herod is doing in your life keep you bound, keep you fearful, can stop us, can hinder us, can frustrate us, am I talking to anybody? But what's interesting, and I have to move quickly today, I wish I had three hours right now, but there's not a second service coming, so I might as well. Just kidding. No, you guys, don't say come on. You knock it off, church. You know you don't want that. I'm just playing. But I want you to hear me today. The church is being harassed. James is murdered. He walked with Jesus. He had seen the miracles. And now Peter is arrested. No doubt the church felt the pressure. No doubt they felt the harassment. No doubt they felt the anxiety. No doubt they felt the pressure. But Acts chapter 12, verse 5 says this, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Now hear me today. The church, we find out in just a few scriptures, is gathered in a house. We're not talking about a massive church. We're we're talking about a home church, They didn't have buildings at the time. They didn't have resources that we have today. They didn't have an army. They didn't have big uh, opportunities to do certain things, but what they did do when they were under pressure is that they prayed. The Bible says it was constant prayer. It is the image in the Greek of a medical term describing the stretching of a muscle to its limits. They were praying fervently. They were giving all they had. And I got a question for you. Have you prayed about it? I know you've worried about it. I know you've talked about it. I know you've stressed about it. But have you prayed about it? And when they were under the harassment of Herod, the enemy has come in and he's intimidating the church, getting into their lives and getting into their minds what they did as a response was pray, was pray. I guarantee you, Herod didn't know what to think of that. Here he is with might and power in the church. This little group of people are praying. I think the enemy hates a praying church. I think the enemy hates a praying grandma, a praying dad, a praying son, a praying daughter, because as we're gonna see in the story in a moment, prayer changes everything. And I want to encourage you, just as a small commercial for you to understand, we all need to be a praying person. Nobody's perfect, we all have different lifestyles, we're all working through, we got kids, but I want you to hear me today, that we have no excuse to not pray. And we if pray our way, pray your style, pray your time frame. But I want you to hear me today. God is calling the church back to realignment with him through prayer. And starting on Wednesday, we're going to be talking through prayer a little more. We're going to be launching our 21 days of prayer. Our church is going to be open every day, I believe, at 6 a.m. Is that what it is, everybody? 6 a.m., from Monday to Saturday, if you want to come in and pray, you can hang out. Our staff, our team, will have a pastor here every single day. If you want to come and just be, a, be in the auditorium and pray with us, we would love to pray with you. If you are going to, uh, you can also just join us during online. We're going to have online options. You're going to hear all about it. But I want you to hear me today. Things happen when we pray. And the church, when it prayed, everything changed. They're under pressure. They're under pressure from King Herod and their initial response back is to pray. Charles Spurgeon said anything is a blessing which makes us pray. Anything's a blessing if it just makes us pray. That don't sound like good theology to most of us because we don't like the pressure. We don't like the inconveniences and the pain. But what happens in the story is so fascinating. King Herod was adding pressure to the church and the church started to pray. King Herod, his power was in his persecution and in his prisons, but the church's power was in their prayer. Herod had no idea. He thought he was adding pressure to make them weaker when in fact he was making them stronger. Herod didn't know that there was a remnant in a house that didn't run away. He didn't realize that there was a remnant of people that didn't get intimidated. In fact, they sunk their feet down, they squared their shoulders, they made their back like a T-rail, they set their gaze, and when Peter was in prison and the pressure was added from from King Herod, they began to pray, and in 2022, hear me today, I believe many of us have had to live through that. You have been through some stuff, but those things taught you to pray. (laughs) Those things taught you to have faith. Those things you went through, though you didn't like it, brought you to a place of commitment and faith. You wouldn't be here today... The devil thought, King Herod thought, if he could kill James, if he could arrest Peter, then you and I would quit. But I've come to tell you today what the devil meant for evil in 2022. God's gonna make it turn for the good. Is there anybody thankful that after all the pressure from the devil, you're still here? After all the pressure in your mind, you're still worshiping God. You're still clapping. You're still praising. The devil didn't think you'd make it, but I've come to tell you today, you're still here. Is there anybody that has a I'm still here praise? You tried to shake me, you tried to break me, you tried to get us to go through divorce, you tried to do all this, but I'm still here. Can I tell you today, vibrant church, we're still here. What the devil tried to put his foot on our neck and said, well, he thought he pulled a quick one in Columbus, Mississippi, but he had no idea that there was a remnant in a house that said, no, 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 as for me and my church, as for me and my house, I don't care what they say on the outside, I got something on the inside. And the church kept praying. I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna preach. The church kept praying. The church kept coming. The church kept giving. The church kept believing. Oh, I would love to. If I wasn't pastor, I'd come to this church. Somebody say, I'm still here. He thought he could break you down, but perhaps he was building us up. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. In other words, what is happening to you is nothing compared to what God is doing in you. And it may be fiery trials, and it may be difficult, and it may be hard, but Paul said, for I reckon not that the sufferings of this present time are worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in me. I've come to tell you today, you're getting better under pressure. When the tough gets, is there anybody thankful that when you've been under pressure, God has been making something out of you? The story goes on that while the church is praying, they are under pressure. They are under persecution. And the Bible says in the middle of the night, the night before his death, Peter, oh, I have so much to say. I'm trying not to say it all. Peter is asleep. That's how you know that you got faith. (laughs) is that what used to keep you up at night, you sleep like a baby. Say what you want, do what you want. Well, did you see the news? Doesn't matter, I got faith. Now hear me, he's laying in a prison cell, an angel comes in, smacks him, the Bible says. I love the Bible. This angel coming in and just smacked him. Said, get up. And the Bible says his chains... Came off of him. One guard on one side, one guard on the other, and he walks out of the prison following this angel. A light's shining. People are sleeping. He walks past 16 soldiers. Prison doors are opening. Chains are falling off. He's walking. The Bible says they come to a gate. The gate comes open. He's following this angel. He don't even know if he's awake. This is how crazy. What God is doing right now is so crazy. He don't know if he's dreaming. And he's so amazed at what he's seeing. The angel disappears, and he says, just, the Bible says, just leaves him. No instruction on what to do next, no instruction on what to do next. And the Bible says, he says, I, I'm, I'm gonna go to Mary's house, John Mark's mama. Because apparently none of these apostles had jobs, Okay. And he came to the house. Can I tell you today, I believe miracles are coming to your house. I'm just trying to encourage you to believe that it could come to your house. And the Bible says, he comes to the door and he knocks. And Rhoda, old sister Rhoda, every church has got a sister Rhoda. The Bible says that Rhoda goes to the door And goes to the door and and recognizes his voice and gets so excited, she runs back into the house telling everybody, hey, Peter's out there. Glory to God. Woo! Every church has got a Rhoda. They're thinking, how can this be? He is locked up in prison under Herod, which is a death sentence with 16. So how can this be? Hear me today. While you're praying, he's working. You don't know the pieces God could be moving. Do not underestimate what God could be doing when we are praying. While they were in the church or in the house praying, the pieces were moving on the outside. They were just praying. They couldn't see the results yet. They were just praying. They couldn't see the prison doors opening. They were just praying. They never heard the shackles come off. They were just praying. They never saw all the progress. They just prayed. Can I tell you today? You just keep praying. I know you don't know what's happening with your son and daughter. You can't see what's on this side of the door, but God is moving pieces. Don't stop praying. (laughs) I don't know what God's gonna do with your home and your family, but you may not see the progress happening, but never stop praying. Never stop praying. And they knocked on the door, and they were shocked that he was there. Isn't it something that you can be praying for something it's like, it's like they were praying, but they weren't expecting. They were praying for a miracle, but was not expecting the miracle to knock on the door. Here's my word for you for 2023. Expect the unexpected. Hear me, 2023 can't be a year of just wishful, hopeful, prayers. This is where you step out and start expecting knocks on the door. You start expecting sons, and you've been praying for your son and daughter to be saved. I'm going to believe with you that one day... Some of you have gotten bad doctor's reports and you're dealing with things in your mind and you're fearful, but my prayer is that sometime this year, when we're praying, we're gonna be expecting somebody to knock. We're expecting that doctor's report to change. We're expecting a miracle. We are a church that's gonna expect million dollar breakthroughs. Why not God bless your business? Why not God bless your family? Somebody's in here praying for a man. You've been single for a long time. Honey, he's (laughs) coming. I bet some of you have the door already open, waiting all. Day. 2023 could be the year that God brings a miracle to your house. Why not have expectations that your depression can cease once and for all? Why not have the belief that what the pressure you've been living with under Herod? could be broken once and for all. I think we forget we serve a God that does things immediately and suddenly. Have we forgotten that the book of Acts, page after page, Pastor Tommy, is just one thing after the other of what our God can do against impossibilities? Can I tell you today, you may be in this room, you may be watching online and the devil's got you hidden behind the door thinking Peter's never gonna get free, thinking your son's never gonna get saved, thinking your marriage is never gonna turn around, thinking your ministry's never gonna live again, thinking you'll never have hope again, thinking all of these things, but I've come to prophesy to somebody today, there's a miracle coming to your house. There can be a miracle. Somebody say, not, not, not. In fact, put your fist up. Somebody say, knock, knock, knock. Somebody say, knock, knock, knock. The Bible says to be not weary in well-doing. And if you don't reap, if you don't faint, you will reap. Keep on praying because a knock could be coming. Keep on believing because a knock could be coming. I think about the, oh my, I'm messing service up. Uh, I think about the woman with the issue of blood who was dying, bleeding, and hemorrhaging, but one day she heard Jesus was passing by, and I gotta get to this Jesus guy. It makes me think of blind Bartimaeus, who for his whole life he was blind, but one day he heard Jesus and the crowd was passing by, and he felt within himself he began to cry out, and the crowd began to silence him, but he heard a knock in the spirit, and he said, I gotta get my miracle knock 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 what if 2023 is the year God brings something supernatural to your family well pastor you're just trying to get us all hyped. No, no I'm trying to raise your expectations I'm trying trying to get you to believe your God's bigger than your checkbook. Your God's way bigger than your current situation. We get wrapped up, tied up, well, I don't know, and you know how the economy is. Do you know the God we serve? Do you know how big he is? You know he crossed, you know he parted the Red Sea, right? You know he heals the sick and raised the dead. You know he was dead himself and rose himself from the dead. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, now, I I would be mistaken if I didn't tell you this last part. This is really important. The Bible says that he comes to the door, he knocks on the door, and Rhoda's inside here. And Rhoda hears a miracle. Rhoda hears about something on the other side, but she didn't open the door. Now, now hear me. I read this story like 20 times before I caught this. This is the only door God didn't open. He pulled the chains off, opened prison doors, opened a gate. But when he got to the house, he didn't open that one. Because maybe the miracle you need, God can bring it to the door, but there's still human responsibility on our part. I know you don't want, I know it don't preach good. I know everybody wants the miracle just to come in. I know everybody wants the miracle just to show up. But what if in 2023, if you got to forgive your ex, open that door if you got to go to counseling for your marriage do your part if you got to forgive somebody if you got to save money if you got to go on the budget if you got to take the classes whatever you got to do on your part could it be that god's waiting for you to do what only you can do so only god can do what only god can do somebody say open the door somebody say open the door one more time say open the door 2023 is the year we stop being lazy and we start praying and we start working. We pray like it's all up to God and we work like it's all up to us. I'm gonna open the door. I'm gonna open up the door. You can stay standing. Open the door. Open the door. So much God could have for you. But because of our lack of discipline, we may lose what God has in store for us. Open the door open the door this is the year for you to open the door take your part seriously that's the word there it is take your part seriously god's not a genie in a bottle god's not a rabbit foot for good luck god's not an added on i hope i maybe i guess pray for open doors this year. That you know it was God. And then I pray for you to open doors that you know that was you. And you knew that if I could just get my part right. The Bible says I got to renew my mind. If I got, listen, I know it ain't easy getting up every single Sunday morning and getting your rascals together. Because they're awful, ain't they? Aren't the kids full of the devil on Sunday mornings? (laughs) It's like, oh, good morning, Dad. Ah, I'm full of the devil, you know. (laughs) They never even fuss on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but on Sunday, mercy. But when you take a step of faith toward him, that in 2023, you make the decision, I ain't missing church this year. I'm not missing my Bible read. I'm making my moves because I know there's something behind this door. I bet there are many people who had miracles in store but never opened the door. Had a new life awaiting them. Had freedom from addiction, freedom from brokenness and shame, but never opened the door. Was just hoping God did it. 2023, I pray will be a year that you know God brought a miracle to your door. Acts chapter 12, verse 16, last verse. And Peter continued knocking, and when God, oh, and when God opened the door, Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I pray this year, you will be astonished. Can I pray with you today? I feel this word was for somebody. Pastor Tyson and the team are gonna sing. I wanna open the altars. I know we're, we're, it's 1109, is everybody okay? All right, because I watched three hours of football to watch it lose. <laughs> I can wait eight minutes. <laughs> I probably need the eight minutes, honestly. I want to open the altars today for somebody who just needs a miracle this year miracle in your heart miracle in your family miracle in your mind you may think well if I go down there people's going to think I'm crazy well honey everybody's crazy and we all need this altar more than we probably want to admit and I just maybe it's even an act of faith maybe you've never come down maybe the challenge for you is to step out of that seat and come down here and say, 2023 is going to be different. 2023 is going to be different. I'm going to open the door this year. I'm going to be faithful. i want to do my best to be committed. I'm going to, I'm going to open that word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. Whatever i got to do, by any means necessary, because Herod's doing the same thing. By any means necessary. So it's Pastor Tyson and the team saying, I want you just right where you are, if you feel drawn to this moment, if this message has spoken to you, I would like to pray with you and just today know that God's a way maker. God's a miracle worker. God can show up at the door, and there's a not coming. There's a not coming. I speak that over you. There's a not coming to your life, a not coming to your business, a not coming to your home. Come on, let's worship. T- let's worship together, church. You're working, you never stop.
1: You never stop working. You never stop, oh, we say. You never stop working God you never stop you never stop even when even when I don't see it you working and even when I don't feel it you working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop even when even when I don't see it you're working and even when I don't feel it you working you never stop You never stop working, you never stop, cause you are Lord, a way maker. You never stop you never stop even when even when i don't see it you working even when i don't feel you working you never stop you never stop you never stop working even when i can't say even when i can't see it you working even when even when i don't feel it you, you, you never never stop stop. working you never stop you never stop You never stop, you never stop, you never stop Even when I don't, even even when I don't see it, you're working Even Even when when I don't feel it, you're working. working. working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working You are a way maker, miracle work Promise keep light in the darkness, my God that is who you are hear our voices today god we say way make miracle work promise keep
0: Light thank you in Jesus.
1: Darkness, my God that is who you are oh God you are a way make Lord. way make miracle work promise keep Light in the darkness, my God
0: miracles today Sing God today. bring a miracle to the front door all the way back to the aisle all you guys right there I pray miracles over your life and your family 2023 is gonna be a year of deliverance and healing and blessing and favor and miracles that are so supernatural that you will be astonished in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. God, you wore that sweater for a reason. It says Waymaker on the sweater. And I believe that God designed this service just for you. You were supposed to hear this word. The enemies told you you're never gonna get out. The enemies told you that you're stuck and you're never gonna be free. But today, in the name of Jesus, he's a way maker, he's a miracle worker, he's light in the darkness, he's a promise keeper, and I speak freedom over your life in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship together. Light in the darkness, my Thank you, Jesus. Darkness. No, thank you Jesus, who you are. thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, even as they stand in the front, I pray peace over their mind, 2023 to be a new chapter for them, a new day. The pressure from the past has only made them more powerful. The devil didn't count on you hiding in the house and praying. The devil didn't count on you keep coming to church. The devil didn't count on you being faithful. The devil thought if he could break this and chain that and do this, that you would give up. But today you have victory in Jesus, victory. You're more than a conqueror through him that loves you. In Jesus' name, peace. Sarah Smetzer, peace over you today, your family, your mind. Lena and Amanda, if you can, pray with her. They've gone through stuff that no family should go through. No family should ever face what they've This is church day, you guys okay? This is, this is church, this is church. What they've gone through, children in Jude's Hospital and St. Jude's Hospital, all the stuff they've seen, I just pray a miracle come to their house. We plead the blood of Jesus, a miracle come to their house. And you fix every cell, and you fix everything in that, uh, Henry, in Jesus' name, healing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, God, let it be so, let it be so. Let us see a miracle, let it be so. cancer cell leave, every sickness go, let it be so. We just trust you, God, in Jesus' name. Somebody could say, well, Pastor Ethan, it's just bold to pray this stuff. We gotta get bold again. Why are we always so scared and politically correct? I'm just thinking if we're bold enough to pray, who knows what could knock on the door? If we're just bold enough to pray, If we're bold enough to believe it, raise your hands. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, healing over her, her body, her mind, let it come to pass. The prayer in her heart, the thing that she desires in front of these people we declare and decree, it shall come to pass. And a miracle's coming to your house. And in 2023, when we get to December, we're gonna say it had to be God. In Jesus' name, it had to be God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Father we thank you with no one moving around and eyes closed the Holy Spirit has moved today but I don't think he's done if you're in this room and you've never said yes to Jesus this is a great day to say yes to him you feel drawn to surrender your life once and for all if that's you With eyes closed, I want you to raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to give my life or recommit my life, the beginning of the year, to Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Many hands up today, church. Come on, put your hands together. People committing today all across the world. Best decision you could ever make. Happy New Year. Happy New You. With eyes closed all over the room, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Dear God, forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean with your blood. Make me new. And I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, let's sing it one more time. Come on, all over the room. Let's raise our hands if we're comfortable. Maybe you put your hand on your heart. Let's sing it one more time to heaven. Away, maker, miracle worker, promise mm-hmm. keeper, light in the
1: time.